Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, once again, thanks to Jay Gruden. Good spot with him. If you missed any of it, hit the Odyssey Rewind. But now we take you out to command land in Ashburn. Ron Rivera meeting with reporters. All right, ready when the eyes are. Hey, Ron, given what Sam has gone through with a lot of the sacks and the hits, is there any surprise that by you that he's able to, as you talked about yesterday, keep his eyes downfield and the way he's handling stuff in the pocket? Any surprise to that at all? No. I, I, John, I think, I think the biggest thing more than anything else is, is you can see now the trust and comfort level that, that he's, he's starting to develop and grow. Not just with his teammates and, and, and the offensive line, but you know the confidence in the receivers being where they need to be. Um, you know the, the the back stepping up to to block the tight ends involved in the protections, and then the offensive linemen themselves. But also with he's you can see the comfort level in which he's he, he's executing the play call. Um, you know how he's involved in the protections, how he's in, involved in you know checking with the receivers and 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 changing routes and stuff like that. I mean. It, it, it's taken a little bit to get there, you know, when we kind of figured it would take some time. Um, didn't expect him to take as many hits as he did early on. But, but, I, but I think what's happening is I think the confidence is starting to really show. Really, and, and that's important. Yeah, that's important. Are you, were you ever concerned about that? And why hasn't it affected him the way maybe it has some other young quarterbacks? Um, yeah, yes, definitely concern. And, and, you know, a couple of times we, we, we did think about pulling him at the end of some games that we, you know, but at the same time in talking with EB, it was about the growth and development. And the only way he was going to learn was, was to stay in there. And, you know, it, and it's kind of working itself out. I mean, that's the best part of it is that it is working itself out. And um, you can see him just play with much more and more confidence. And you see the confidence in which his teammates are playing alongside him. So that, that's, been, that's been a huge plus for us as well. Ron, with Emmanuel, uh, how much of his improvement this past game was mental versus something he changed physically or technique-wise? I think it was more about just learning and understanding and getting what it takes to, to play the position. Um, I think a big part of it, too, was working some of the technique things that we're asking of him. Um, he still has a ways to go. I mean, he, you know, he did some good things, but there's still some things that, that we're missing that, that he's got to get better at, and he's got to understand how important those things are. And, you know, we'll continue to harp on it. We'll continue to challenge him, and, and we'll see how it goes. And with, with Larson up front, I mean, what is the line doing differently, better um, than before? I mean, what, what, what's the biggest change with him at center? Well, I think the biggest change with, with him and, 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 um, and, uh, and, and Chris Paul is uh, – 
first of all, there's probably about uh, 60 pounds. Um, they're both 330, um, so there's a lot of girth between our two guards and our center. I think that's that's been a big part. They're, they're very stout. Um, and then secondly, I think the big part of it too has been uh, has, has really been Tyler's. You know how 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 veteran Tyler is. You know his experience, his understanding, and feel for what we're doing and how we're doing it. Ron, more on Sam Howell. It's one thing for the coaching staff to to believe in him and, and to kind of see his future with this franchise, and it's kind of another thing to hear from his teammates. I don't know if you saw Jonathan Allen's comments mm -hmm. after the game saying he thinks. Washington has found their quarterback for the next five to ten years. What, what's your read on that? How important is that for the players to come out and publicly say that, to have that belief in, in a young quarterback in just his second year, ten career starts? Well, I think it's important, first of all, just from, from the aspect that, you know, when, when your teammates have that kind of confidence in you, um, that, that's a good thing. I mean, we, we went through it. With, with, with Taylor Heineke, you know, the guys believe with Taylor they had a chance. And, and I think this is, you know, what's kind of becoming of this is the guys believe there's a chance with, with, with Sam. And, and we haven't arrived by any means yet. We're, we're still growing. We're still developing. We're still learning. There, there's still some facets of what we want to do offensively that we've got to get better at and, and develop and grow. And, but, but by all means, you know, this is, this is a good step when the players start talking about him in, in that role, in that capacity. And, and again, we still have to – you know, come aways, you know, things to learn. Um, and so we're not there. We're not where we want to be, uh, but we're working that way. And, 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 it, and it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things where you see the confidence uh, that he has, that his teammates are having and developing and growing and the coaching as well. I mean, it, it's one thing to, to, for, for EB to game plan and, 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 and put things on, you know, on, on the game plan menu. Uh, it's a different thing to go out and, and call it and, 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 and do the things that, that, that EB wants to do. And you see that in his play calling. You see the rhythm, and it's really kind of come together. Um, but there's still more room for us to grow, so we're excited about this. Ron, during your time here um, in Washington, your teams play really well in November. I think you're 9-3 and three here in Washington record-wise in November. Why do you think your, play, your, your team usually plays really well in, in the month of November? Well, I think it's, it's where we've kind of gotten to in, as far as, you know, some of the things that we've had to learn and grow with. I mean, one thing we've, we really haven't had has been the quarterback position settled. Um, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, um, you know, we had it settled after the San Diego game and, and Taylor became our guy for a while. Um, and then we've, you know, but my first year my, and my, my third year, we were going back and forth, back and forth. Um, this year, we, we, we've, we've, been going with Sam from day one, and I think as as guys are getting used to it, he's getting used to it. He's developing his confidence. Plus, you know, now that EB is 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 I think even more and more comfortable with our guys and, and with what he wants to do. I think we can we can you know hopefully continue to be be successful in November and carry this into December. Ron, what are specific plays or looks where you can see Tyler's veteran experience coming into play, helping the line, helping Sam? Well, you know, there's a couple things that, that you can you can point to, and, and, and some of it is, um, you know, helping to ident ID the direction that the protection is going to go and the type of protection we're going to use. Um, and then you see them trying to, to pass a snap-off guys um, as far as trying to pass them from one blocker to the other. Uh, there was an instance, and I, I can't remember exactly the play specifically, but they had a three-man three stunt, and, and one of our guards wasn't coming off. So Taylor came back 
and let, left Sam where he was, and he picked up the crosser. I mean, that was a very veteran move. Um, was watching it today in the, in the, with the offensive coaches, and that was one of the things that stood out was just how savvy uh, 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 Tyler was when he saw that. You know, he, he turned to his right. Uh, Sam was stuck on a guy, so he just came behind Sam and then picked the guy up in the, in the next gap, and it really shut it down. Um, and then uh, you see it also when he's directing the run game, you know, IDing the mic and knowing where we're going to as far as those things. Um, those are veteran things that, you know, you learn over time, you have, you're very comfortable with, um, and, and, and Tyler has done that very well for us. Coming into the year, new O-line, no, new quarterback, new coordinator with a you know West Coast scheme, timing, rhythm base. It, did it take a little bit longer to hit this rhythm that you expected? But now that you're here, do you also feel like you guys have a, a higher floor or something like that? Well, I, I think it is one of those things that it did take some time. It did take some growth and development, and, and, and patience is probably the only thing that, that, that you, you have to have for it. Um, and allow it to get there. And, and again, you know, one of the things that we were, we were very staunch about trying to make sure we got as many reps for Sam as possible. Um, I, I, I do think getting to where we are right now does bode well for us going forward, you know. And, and again, the, the focus obviously is just really going to be the one game at a time mentality as we continue to prepare, you know, but we've got to stay focused on, on, on going out and playing well against Seattle and giving ourselves the best chance to win. Hey, Ron, your, your rookie class yesterday, obviously, from Emmanuel Forbes down to Quan Martin, K.J. Henry. Uh, what, what, halfway through a season now, how do you evaluate those guys and the contributions you're hoping to see even more out of them? Well, it, it's hard to evaluate them, you know, uh, unless they, they play every down. Um, but the biggest thing we'll say about them is you're starting to see the growth and development. Um, you know, Forbes had a good day yesterday. He, he played with a little bit more confidence. Um, he's doing a lot of the things that we asked for. And like I said, though, he, he's got a ways to go. There's some, some detailed things that he has to pay attention to. He must pay attention to if he's going to be a really good player in this league. Um, Quan got some opportunities yesterday and, 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 and flew around and put himself in position. First of all, as a special teams guy, he's been solid all year for us, and he had a solid game as well. But then getting his opportunities playing safety, and then we moved him around and you know, put him down near the box as a, uh, as, as a Buffalo-type player. Um, again, he, he, he had a couple of chances to make some plays. He did. He had, a, he had a, obviously the interception dropping down into coverage. He, had the, uh, he almost had the, a big hit on the quarterback. Uh, he was half a step away, but his blitzing is – he's a really good blitzer, and so we see some growth and development and opportunities for him there. Um, and that's something we may, we may need to take a look at as to whether to use him a little bit more as a blitzer. Um, you're looking at KJ getting his first real chance. And, and, you know, it's funny because somebody said, well, he wasn't blocked. Well, if you look at it, it's a very subtle move. And what he, what he did, and I believe he was working with Duran, he faked a, an ET move and then bounced back outside and put himself in position to make the sack. And, I mean, that was, a, that was something you see from a savvy veteran, not from a rookie. So that was really good to see. He's a very smart, very bright player. He did another thing, too, in, in, in one of our defenses that called for a uh, – the defensive end to, to, to drop into coverage, um, he did a really nice job and put himself in the throwing lane. So, so he, he showed some really good growth. He, he really did. So, you know, those young guys are coming along pretty well. Um, and, again, if these young guys play and grow and develop, the, the things bode well as we go, we go further down the line. Anybody else? Um, with KJ's uh, penalty, um, how do you – 
coach him around these roughing calls? I mean, what do you what do you tell him? In these well, the, the biggest thing, you know, is, is I'm going to ask the league for the explanation um, and then asking also if they could give us the definition of that uh, again, just so, you know, we can make sure we're sure about it. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing is not going to tell you, uh, um, KJ, to, you know, change anything for the most part. Um, and maybe the biggest thing is just be aware of, you know, when you go to the ground with a guy, try to try to brace yourself uh, best you can. Um, and again, it's it's one of those things that it, again, it's a uh, it, it it it's a it's a difficult job for these guys to try and interpret the rules. And and again, quarterback safety is is one of the concerns, obviously. Concerns but are, we'll do the, uh, we'll do the yeah, he'll uh, do the best he can. The best he can. Hey, Ron, what what has Jameson meant to you guys? Well, you know, it's, well, you know, it's interesting because when you, when you watch him play, uh, he's, he's a guy that's really grown into the role. Um, he's in a tough spot right now because he, he's splitting his time be, between, you know, being a, a, a will slash dime backer and being the mic backer in situations. And it, it's, it's tough. We're asking him to do a lot. Uh, he's handled it. Um, you know, he, he's been a very, uh, very dynamic guy for us. You know, he's going to make a lot of good plays. And every now and then he'll have a, he'll have a mental. Um, something that'll slow him down, but he's competitive. He's a high impact player. Um, you know, in, in a lot of respects, he reminds me of Thomas Davis that I had in Carolina and that we had here for a year. He, he's that kind of a impact player who's still growing. I know he's in, you know, he's in his third year and everybody's got high expectations and so do we, but he's still learning and growing for us. All right, let's uh, jump in here because we're having some technical difficulties there with Ron's uh, press conference. You just heard him basically compare. Jamin Davis to Thomas Davis. I mean, listen, if you Jamin Davis got beat got beat really bad on a on a um on a um on a wheel route that he, he knocked away like at the last second with his hand, right? But he was beat in coverage and didn't turn his head around, but he did knock it away. So, like, I want to say he was beat really bad, but he also recovered and made the play. You can get away with stuff like that when you have the athleticism Jamin Davis has. What ideally you would like is for him not to get smoked, which happens on a pretty regular basis on wheel routes. We talked about this last week. We mentioned this a couple of times last week that Jamin Davis has got to get better on those wheel routes. This wasn't a true, true wheel, but it was very similar in nature. Yet, after getting beat, again, knocks it away with his hand. And it's one of the things that I, I, I again, I'm always looking for, and I remember talking to Emmanuel Forbes about when we had him on during the middle of training camp because I saw this a couple of times with him where he would get smoked on a route and he would never turn his head around, and yet he would be able to break up the pass because he would not turn his head around. He would he would get beat. He would be in trail, yet as a last resort, he's reading the receiver's eyes and hands, and as he sees the receiver's hands go up, he's able to kind of just – and this is almost what happened to Jamin yesterday – He's almost able to get like his hand just in the way at the right time. And again, I don't know if that's instinct, if that's what technique they – I mean, clearly they want you to turn your head around, 
Because that's always the thing that they say, well, like with interference, if your head's turned around and you're playing the ball, contact is permissible. As long as it, again, doesn't severely impede. But but when you don't turn your head around and you're beat, do you have the ability as one last shot to just stick your hand up in the right direction? And that's exactly what Jamin Davis did yesterday on the play that I'm talking about. I mean, he was, again, clearly beat. And then we talked earlier in the show about the 64-yard touchdown, and you know clearly that was a question that was going to come up to Ron. Not so much what did he do on that play. Maybe that'll be a better question for Jack Del Rio. But Ron's basically like, yeah, you know, he, he's getting there. He's you know he still makes some mistakes. But he's like Thomas Davis. Uh, I listen. I I know you know it's been a mixed bag with Jamin Davis through two and a half years. It has been. It really has been. And I have no idea what the future is, but the bottom line is they need him. They need him in so many ways, and they need good Jamin Davis. They don't need great stud Brian Urlacher, you know, uh, um, Luke Keekley. Uh, they don't need that. They, they, just, they, don't, they just need Jamin Davis not to be an eyesore and to be good Jamin Davis or – Above average, Jamin Davis. All right, let's take a timeout. Then we'll get back to your calls. Dumb Dumb of the Day still to come before 4 o'clock. Craig Hoffman at that point right here on a Victory Monday on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I've ever seen. I actually, uh, there's, I mean, I would actually like the guy to be a little bit more violent with the quarterback. He was as gentle as he could possibly be. I mean, he had his head on the outside, he wrapped him up and then brought him down gently. I mean, it was a very soft tackle, I thought. It was perfect. It was it was clinic tape on how to take the quarterback down from a blindside hit. And he still got a flag thrown on him. Unbelievable. So, it really is unbelievable. And, and it's, it's really getting, it's really getting hard to watch some of these games. 
every time there's a big play, every time something happens, you're just looking for flags. Mm-hmm. Is it illegal contact? Is it a PI? Is it holding? Is it holding on offense? It's just there's so much control the referees have over the game. It's just hard to watch. You don't and you don't want to say they're fixed or anything like that, but it just golly, it's just painful to watch some of these games with yeah. all the flags and all the non-flags that you know that that make a difference in the game. All right, that's head coach Jay Gruden or former head coach Jay Gruden of the Washington Redskins slash command. Uh, on with us last hour. If you missed the whole interview, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature to just after 2.30. Jay was great as always. We talked about all the different things from yesterday's Commander's 20-17 to 17 win over the New England Patriots and looking ahead to Seattle. And that was his thoughts on the K.J. Henry sack fumble hit personal foul and and I said this I think KJ Henry's going to get fined by the NFL and people are going to be really 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 upset. I mean if you thought they were upset again after yesterday's call and everyone blew it up and you know everyone had it and it was circulating all around social media and, and nobody thinks. Listen, I I'm as I'm as understanding of the officials as any member of the media is. I mean there are some dopes in the media that just think the, the officials are, uh, again, completely blind, completely uh, incompetent. Uh, I mean, I, it, like, stop. It's a hard job. But I have no idea what he's, what, you know, what the head official saw yesterday. No idea. Because if you look at what K.J. Henry did, is after he makes contact with him, right, after he makes contact with him, he does roll off. He does. Like, that was the one thing that, after I saw the pool report that the head official gave to Nikki, after the game, I was like, wait a second, did I miss something here? And I went back and I watched it and I said, no. Actually, he does roll off. Go back and watch it clearly and match it up with what the head official is saying to Nikki in the pool report. And what Ron just talked about a little while ago, to me, it was pretty clear I don't know what this lobster roll thing is or whatever, but it was pretty clear to me that K.J. Henry rolled off of him. Yes, he does come down initially with his weight on. That's a blindside hit. It's a blindside sack. I guess their point is, instead of squaring him up, go in a different lane or a different angle and wrap him up with he, with your arms but your body weight or your body frame off to the side and then twist it down but but the, but then also don't throw down the quarterback too hard because the quarterback could suffer a concussion or shoulder or whatever so you've got to do that as well but i guess that's their the point of emphasis and if that's their point of emphasis, I don't know if KJ quite did it the way that their point of emphasis would be. But go back and watch the tape again. And it was pretty clear that as they're going down to the ground and as he's on top of him, if you will, meaning Henry on top of Mac Jones. You see him sliding off so that his full body weight does not pound Mac Jones into the ground. You see him kind of twisting and sliding off. Now, again, I'm no expert on the rule book. 
I, I'm not exactly sure what they're referring to in the terms of the explanation and, and, and what exactly they show in terms of the, the league rule book and the cut-ups that they send to teams, but here's what I know. I've watched football for a long time. I did not think live or any point on tape that K.J. Henry did anything wrong. Whereas somebody, I think it was Ari Myrov or of, of, of you know, 33rd team last night, was like, see, see, in the Sunday night game, uh, th- this is bullcrap. I mean, the Bills guy had his arm and hand around Joe Burrow's neck and yanked him down. What are you talking about? Of course that's a personal foul. This was not. This was not. Matt, do you want to weigh in on that? or That was honestly the worst penalty call I've ever seen live. I mean, it was, I'll be honest, our good friend D-Day does the live broadcast. There are moments where I realize that's not my speed. That That call right there, the obscenities that spew from my mouth to the TV when I saw that that was a roughing the passer mm-hmm. call, I'm pretty sure the Pope wouldn't really uh, be okay with it. <laughs> so, and and you can't repeat that oh, on the radio. Oh no, I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to lose this job. Yeah, so. I, I think what you should do is go get the the audio tape of that, and then just go beep 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 beep. Pretty much what it was. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, I don't get that worked up anymore because I'm old. But I was like scratching my head, like trying to figure out what the hell am I missing here. What just, am I missing? I do not understand why it seems to be a prominent point that the uh, refs just decided that they were going to involve themselves in about 75% of the games this season. And I think that's what just gets me the most is that we can't seem to have a clean game where there isn't some kind of quote-unquote referent interference. Yeah, and a lot of times they're right, okay? We, we should yeah. point out Oh no, they, a lot of times they are right. And we get mad at Tiki Tech. Yeah. Calls and all I mean, that, they but mi- it's like but, it's accurate. And, and they missed a couple of ticky-tack calls yesterday. I mean, oh, the, yeah. where McLaurin goes up at the goal line. I, I mean, uh, I forget the defensive back. Maybe it was maybe it was Duggar. I can't remember. Hits him like slightly before oh, and be definitely honest. alters. Uh, I, I mean, they they uh, in my opinion they missed that. There was another call. I'm trying to find it in my notes. I think Benjamin. Uh, oh, the, the hold at the back of the end zone on Logan Thomas. Mm. Oh my God! How did they miss that? I mean, I mean, he's yanking his shoulder, his jersey. I think Benjamin St. Juice also had a couple plays where he was lucky to not get calls because there was a couple coverages that were down yes. in the red zone that were definitely. I oh, think there I think was. was I think there was one on the second series. I want to say the second offensive series that I thought he got away with as yeah. well. And, and again, teams are. I mean. Every team is going to get away with a thing or two throughout the game. Of course. But they missed the one. And again, it was bang, bang, but it was, I mean, it was early, slightly on Terry as he kind of lunge, uh, like extends at the goal line. And then again, at the back of the end zone, back to back plays. Now, the commanders seem to have a bigger problem with the final play of the sequence. I had a way bigger issue with. Logan Thomas getting his jersey uh, yanked right in front of the the back judge. Like, what are you looking at? Oh, for a good portion of that game, it felt like the refs weren't even there. Which, I mean, you can say, oh, that's a good thing, especially with what we're complaining about that happened in the second half. 
But for a good portion, it felt like the refs weren't there. Right. And then all of a sudden they were like, oh, wait, we totally checked out. We're at second half. We got to start actually doing our jobs. Sometimes, sometimes it, it almost feels like don't do that. <laughs> it almost feels like, you, you know, the old adage that at the end of the month or at the beginning of the month, like police officers, you're going to get a ticket, have more to make their to quota, quota. Right. Yep. It almost feels like that. Unconfirmed, by the way. Right. It, exactly. But it almost feels like we've got to do something to either make an imprint on the game or to to try and balance it out. Now, in, in this particular game, let me just look up real quick um, because I didn't notice this uh, before, so I just want to make sure I got it right. In this particular game, both teams were called for four penalties. They had back-to-back false starts on one sequence right before the first half. Uh, obviously, a bunch of what we call missed calls. So there was no – as a matter of fact, it was four for 30. Four for 30 against each. So it was exactly even. I thought they could have called more against the Patriots. Maybe one or two more against the Commanders. But again, the one that they did actually call made the the least amount of sense. I haven't seen anybody, and I mean anyone, anyone that thinks that was a good call or even a, hey, you can make an argument against the KJ Henry one. Ah, you can make an argument. See, you know, like he, he, again, I've I've watched it a hundred times. I, I can't find anybody. Maybe we should get defensive backs to wear pillow hands. So that even if they do get a sack, it's going to be real soft. Put it, put sock and boppers. I mean, you know? maybe, whatever, maybe that's how you fix whatever it. Whatever you need to do, man. Whatever you need to do. All right, let's do a trending alert. That's what we need to do. And then we'll come back for some final phone calls right here, right now on the team 980. All right, we'll start with uh, some pretty significant baseball news, which we uh, almost never do. First weekend uh, now uh, passed in November, but two major managerial uh, shifts. The Chicago Cubs have fired manager David Ross, who, remember, they stole out of the ESPN booth a couple of years ago, and have instead hired division rival Milwaukee Brewers manager Craig Council as his successor, signing him to a five-year $40 million deal. Now, Council's contract was up with Milwaukee, so that's why he's able to go in division. It had been heavily rumored that he was going to join the New York Mets because his former boss, David Stearns, is now the president of baseball operations there. Instead, Jed Hoyer, the Cubs president, fires Ross and hires Craig Council. Big turn of events there should add some juice to that rivalry. Now, the Mets, they hired Yankees bench coach Carlos Mendoza, a 43-year-old who spent 15 years, including the last four years, as Aaron Boone's bench coach. Meanwhile, the Wizards back in action tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. The action yours at 645 following Craig Hoffman uh, from Wells Fargo Center in the filthy right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Monday Night Football over on the fan it is the New York Jets hosting Brandon Staley and the Los Angeles Chargers pregame coverage at 730, and that's what's trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, your final phone call is coming up tomorrow. We'll be joined for the whole three hours by uh, Richard Doc Walker. Linnell will be in with us on Wednesday. And then I'm out Friday. Um, Doc will be filling in for me. Maddie, I don't even know if you knew that. Uh, but because of the Best Buddies Gala and whatnot and what time it starts. Uh, by the way, again, you can bid for all sorts of great auction items. Silent auction going on right now. Uh, and all the links up on my Twitter uh, earlier today. So just scroll down a couple uh, and you'll be able to find them. Uh, and you can try and bid for a autographed authentic jersey from Joe Theismann. You can have dinner with Santana Moss and a few of your buddies uh, at Prime Steakhouse in Ashburn. You can have lunch with London Fletcher and a couple of your pals at Guy Fieri's inside Capital One Arena. You can have a two-hour sit-in with the Junks over, uh, you know, um, on Monumental Sports Network TV, but also on 106.7 and the Team 980. You can play a round of golf with Jay Gruden, uh, who we just had on, uh, who so graciously uh, donated that. B. Mitch, you can bike with B. Mitch for like 30 miles and then have beers with him at Old Ox Brewery. So, you know, we got a lot of really cool items uh, up for bid and auction. Uh, again, if you missed some of the links, they're available um, on my Twitter. And if you need anything, just reach out to me. I'll try and get back to you uh, as quickly as I can uh, because you can still donate, you know, a number of different ways. Tables are all gone. Uh, thanks to Ted Leonsis. He bought two tables uh, at, you know, wonderful, wonderful uh, gesture and donation uh, from uh, Ted and Monumental. I can't thank them enough. Uh, and you can still personally donate to, you know, Tyler and, and my campaign as well, just to Best Buddies in general. If you hate me but like Best Buddies, you can just donate to Best Buddies. Just make sure it's Best Buddies Virginia, D.C., as opposed to, you know, I, not that we don't want you to support the national organization, but obviously this is specifically for uh, Best Buddies uh, Virginia and D.C. Gala on Friday night. So I'll be out Friday. Uh, and then return on Monday. Uh, don't forget we have uh, Terps basketball coming up uh, tomorrow uh, and Friday. Tomorrow and Friday, 6.30, the coverage uh, there. All right, let's get back to the calls. Then dum-dum of the day. Jonesy, uh, we tried to get to him earlier, and uh, I think we have him back now, but he's been waiting on hold for a while. So hopefully the connection works. Jonesy, we got you now. Hey, what's up? Russell on the radio. Man. Jonesy. Hey, Sorry How about that earlier, man. That's I was right. burning the midnight oil. Oh. So I was I wound up after watching the Commanders game. You know, I was low on the high, but then again, was a little on the low too. But I got stuck out in Columbia, Maryland, with two flat tires, man. So I um, spent the night out there. So it's been a rough night. Wait, wait, wait. You had two flat. Wait, wait, wait. You had two flat tires at the same time. Yep. Yep. Oh. Something hit me in the road. They got the got the you got the uh, the rear and the front right side passenger side side. Oh. Yeah, man, I don't know what it was. I mean, you could put your fist through it, and there it is, man. Did, anyway, how did how did you get out of there? 
Well, I got some passive buyers, man, who, um, did you actually know they knew me when I, I had said my, said my name? <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. But, so they say, um, you know, I told them what my name was. And they said, wow, are you that guy on the radio <laughs> what, from between 1067 fan and 980? So I wait, said, they, so yeah, wait, they knew, they knew you because you call in radio. to both stations. Yeah. And so they helped you out yeah. and they got you a toe or whatever. They helped me out. Oh, they, boy. Yeah, all right. That's indeed. All right. Hey, you know what? It's a good thing when you come on the Russell on the radio show. My Real. man. My <laughs> man. This is the hottest thing going on because, they, man, they love you. My but, man. Um, yeah, so shout out to, to Mike and Kevin. Um, anyway, long, long story short, I, I wanted to say, going looking at this commander's thing, man, uh, I saw some good things like everyone else, and then I saw some bad things, too, that need to be cleaned up. For the total amount of yards that they pretty much put together, I mean, almost like, what, 400 yards of offense? Good Lord, that was nice. But the score didn't reflect that. The score looked like it was a hard-fought day on the daggone uh, mm-hmm. uh, gridiron, and, my God, it, it was a struggle. Uh, you know, I guess the pick spoke to that inside the end zone for Sam Howell. Sam Howell, see, that's a bad man. He just needs another year. That's what I believe. And I think he'll get there another year, um, judging by the owners and what I've been hearing about that. Um, but it must be desired about this so-called front line on the defense. Now, we got two guys that left it. All right, what about the other two guys now in the middle that are still here and that are getting what Doc would normally say, that bag? Okay, you, you got the bag, guys. What's up? The middle does not look good. I mean, it's already bad enough. We don't have a middle linebacker that monitors the middle as it is. But for you guys not to be handling your business up front, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not good. I mean, folks get gut runs, uh, deep middle throws happens over the middle without you know hands going up in the air and at least being able to contest a ball or two. Uh, we're not getting to the quarterback while trying to stop the run. We need to find out what's going on in that department, and we need to probably focus on that a little more, too, you know, talking about this over the radio, too. Bro. But, you know, and I know you'll do that because my thing is you did something else the other time, and, you know, you, you honed in on it, and you caught fire, and you, boom, I've just been hearing it echoed all around the D&B because you got the hottest show on the air. My guy. I'm, I'm not going to move away from that. Is he on the top turn buckle coming down with John <laughs> Michael's elbow? Well, thank you, pal. I, I'm, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're okay. That was. It sounded like a rough night, and uh, I'm glad somebody, oh, yeah. uh, you know, rescued you and 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 recognized you because you are a legend as well. So we acknowledge you. Hey, man, I took took a bird. I took a bird nap, and I was on the radio the whole time. I took a bird nap. My and guy. woke back up and. Boom, I'm still on. That's how good you are. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank I'm you, Josie. I appreciate you. Let's get to uh, Charlie at College Park. Uh, we'll try and squeeze in as many as we can here before we have to break for Dumb Dumb of the Day. What's up, Charlie? How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, they won a ball game. Life is good for me. When they, yep. when they win, I'm great. When they lose, I carry it all week. Mine will be quick. I know you want to get to people. The, the thing about Henry, he's here on the quarterback. That's not football. 
you can't play that guy. I played up through the semi-pro le- semi-pro level for what that's worth. That doesn't mean a lot, but I'm I've got a lot of experience. You can't think in the second that you're hitting somebody, whether it's catching a pass or interference or hitting a quarterback. You can't think of how you're hitting them. If you come down on them real hard, you drive them into the ground. It's a subjective judgment call on the part of the official. And the call like that is so egregious. I mean, 40,000 people saw that. You know, the league's going to say, well, we're sorry, or not going to say anything. You can't think in a split second how you're hitting the guy. But some guys deliberately try to hurt somebody or drive them in. The officials can see that. But that kind of hit, when you've got a clean shot, it's a blindside hit, he wrapped his arms around him. It's so obvious to me. I screamed at that. I played many ball games. You can't think in the second how you're hitting the receiver, how you're hitting the running back. Not like fumbling. A lot of guys get on a certain player for fumbling all the time. If you're thinking about how you're carrying the ball while you're running and trying for an extra yard, you can't give you know, you can't think about your fumbles all the time. You just by the same token. A defensive lineman that's got a shot, a clean one at a quarterback, he's not thinking about that in a second. He can't pull up that fast. He hit the guy square, you can't go to the side like you're suggesting. You can't think and say, Oh, that's right, I gotta hit this guy a certain way, oh I can't hit him above the above the shoulder pad. That's not football. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, a lot of people upset about that call. Could you imagine if they would have lost that game by three points? Let's see what uh, Pauly uh, has to say. Uh, Pauly, what's going on? Hell to the W, man. What's up? Yo, uh, yo first of all, they was, caught, they was about to call a holding penalty. That was the funny thing about it. I, I, I got to watch that play over. It looks like that flag come out before they even hit before they even hit the ground. I swear for for, for the love of me, they were gonna call a holding penalty, and then they got together for whatever reason called rough in the past. Okay, I gotta I gotta that check was, that again because I didn't notice that. But may, you know, maybe I, I again, I, even though I've watched it I mean, fifty you know, times, man, I missed I mean, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's what I initially thought. Oh, hold. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then they get together and it's rough in the past. Mm-hmm. But whatever. That, that, I mean, it's just a human error, man. It, it's a shame that you can't correct things like that, but whatever. You know what I mean? But um, I'm going to say this, man. Listen, first of all, I think the reporter was actually asking him about Jamison Crowder. And he thought he was talking about Jamie Davis. And I'm going to say this about Crowder. He's a great addition. And I heard somebody else uh, talking about him today or whatever. And the thing about Crowder is it's natural for him because he's one of the few play one of the few receivers that is playing in his natural position of a slot receiver. Jameson is a true slot receiver and he's a veteran. So to have him out there with Sam Howell is nothing but beneficial. Because he's gonna be in the spots where he's supposed to be. Because that's been his position his entire career as, you know, a slot receiver. So, you know, for once for once we gotta give them credit for a good pickup. You know, right, right before the season started, right before the first game that week or whatever, where you said he couldn't, you know, he wasn't going to be too helpful, but uh, yes, he was. But uh, anyways, and also, man, Jamie Davis, bro, uh, back on that. You just got to find a way to kill somebody, right? Like, let me tell you something. The majority of the linebackers in the league is at a disadvantage checking the running back on a wheel route. All right? So I'll give the man more credit for staying with the play and using his speed to get himself back into play to make a play, you know what I mean. So because you're so you're mad at you, you, what you're saying is you're mad at me. 
I'm always mad at you. Okay. But you're not saying that new. What I'm saying is, let's not kill the man. You know what I mean? Because I've seen him improve on that wheel route. I've seen him against DeAndre Swift, you know, blanking him up the sideline on that wheel route. So it's, gonna, it's not going to be a thing where he's not a cornerback. He's not a safety. So it's going to be a, a thing where, you know what, he might do get beat on a play. But if he has enough athletability and, and, and know and world all to know, okay, I'm going to have to get on my horse and get back in this play like he did, then I'm going to give him more credit for doing that than I am for, for him getting beat in the first place because he's not a defensive back. He's a linebacker. You know, he shouldn't be out there on a running back anyway. It should be some type of uh, audible off of that or pass the man down where he shouldn't be out in that position anyways or something because I, I don't see – So, li- right so linebackers should never be asked to cover anybody? Is is that what I you're saying? Say, I, didn't say, I didn't say he should never be asked to cover anybody. I said we shouldn't be killing them if they happen oh, to get beat gotcha. on a play. Gotcha. And, I, I, and I'm saying we need to give them more credit. You should be giving them more credit uh, uh, and talking about his athleticism and how he was able to get himself back into the play and make a play. That's all I'm saying. Like, I just gotcha. like I said, just like I said about Antonio Gibson, when you try to say, oh, oh Robinson don't fumble, what happened? Robinson fumbled. Right? Antonio Gibson is a guy that we need to be signing back. He's not going to cost you a whole lot of money. We all know this. He's not. But he is an X factor for this offense. When Antonio Gibson got it going, this offense, no matter who we play, no matter who's that quarterback, no matter who's the offense coordinator, this offense always seems to get it going also. Because he's a hell of a player and he's a hell of a weapon out there to be used. And if you use him in the right way like they used him yesterday, then I mean, he's a, a big factor for this. Listen, he was a big factor. Right. I cannot dispute. You You were right. I was wrong. I'm sorry for believing in Brian Robinson and uh, for disputing any no, of your not, knowledge on no, Antonio no, Gibson. Not believing in, what you did was not believing in Brian Robinson. What you did was try to hype another player while crushing oh, another I player. Okay. I don't do that. All I, all I was saying was right. he was a good player. All I was trying to say was he's not a player that you need to run out of town. Okay. He's a player that you need to feature more. Okay. You try to throw other players' names up in there like you Robinson don't fumble. Rodriguez don't fumble. See, Rodriguez, he ain't been on the field in two games. Yeah. But you want to throw Except for that big special there. teams play that he made at the, at the goal okay, line. Okay, he ain't been on the field in two games. I just say. He ain't been on the field in two just games. Saying. He ain't been in the offense on two games. But you want to throw his name Everything out there that I no say fumble. is wrong, okay. according to Pauly. Everything. <laughs> I didn't do that. I mean, I I can't say I disagree with it, but I didn't do that. I mean, Paulie will find anything, like whatever he believes in is okay. I mean, he'll trash anybody, whatever he believes in. But if I do it, oh, God forbid, if I actually say something critical of Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson was really good yesterday. Really good. All right, dumb dumb of the day. Coming up next, we wrap it up on a Monday, a victory Monday. It doesn't feel like a victory Monday, you know? 20 points on the road, barely eking one out, heading to Seattle. I don't know. Maybe we'll feel better a week from now. Probably not. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Oh, yes, it is time to end the show how we like to end the show. And unfortunately, we have to end it in a crappy way. 
It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. This is not focused on one individual, but reports from Disneyland and Disney World, one in Anaheim, one in Orlando, have been that multiple guests, multiple patrons are taking the kids and dropping them off at the pool while waiting in line for certain rides like the Rise of the Resistance, whatever that is. According to multiple reports, it's a Star Wars-themed attraction, I guess I'm being told. You can wait online for about an hour and a half. And patrons, according to, again, multiple reports, multiple websites, and employees have claimed to have seen customers and patrons take poops in line and then just walk away. Saucy in a good way. No! No! Making the happiest place on Earth turn out to be the crappiest place on Earth. See what I'm cooking with there? Happy, happiest, crappiest. Yes! I came up with that all myself. One employee said, bodily fluids no longer bother me after working at Disney. No. Let's just say that the attraction I work at has what the cast ended up dubbing, quote, the poop hall because of the amount of times guests have gone in there and pooped. We even put up a camera and that didn't stop it. This guy stinks! Yeah, you can say that. Now maybe we have to mix up Dum Dum because we just honored for Moron of the Month the dude that had diarrhea all over the plane that caused a transatlantic flight. So I promise you we'll do something different tomorrow. But for today, all of you people that are standing in line taking craps and again turning the happiest place on earth into the crappiest place on earth, you suck and you smell. Congratulations, you're Chris's Dum Dum of the Day. Thanks to Jay Gruden, thanks to Matt Essig, thanks to you for being a part of the show. Craig Hoffman will take you home on this Monday before Wizards basketball at 645. Stay tuned for that. See you tomorrow with Doc at 1 o'clock on the Team 980. Adios. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.